For this episode of the Pure Football Podcast, we partnered with leading men's grooming brand, Manscaped. They're here to save your men's health. Yep, you heard that right. Manscaped, the best of the best and world champions of men's grooming, are here. So you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. So what are you waiting for? Join the movement for all of you below-the-waist grooming needs with the code... Have you got a pen and a paper? Ready? The code is purefootball at manscaped.com. For what? Oh, 20% off and free shipping of your order. Hold on, just going to do that myself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pure Football Podcast. It's me, Guillem Balague. We are going to go on a journey today, literally, because we are actually going to get on a train and then underground and then some walk to get to the offices of Football Manager, the legendary game. This is a bit of a strange story. I'm not a great player, Football Manager. We've all played Football Manager and, of course, uh, we know also the consequences of them growing and becoming a reference point even for football clubs and football players wanting to have the ratings uh, going up uh, and discussing them in public as if it was the real world. But actually, Football Manager meant to do a parallel world, uh, a football universe, and they absolutely created that. Anyway, in one of the uh, EuroLeague's podcast at the uh, Five Live BBC, it was mentioned that uh, I was in the game, that my name was in the game, that I was 39 years old <laughs> uh, and the director of football of Beaglesor United. That's an old, old story because now I'm the chairman of Beaglesor United. We kind of had a little bit of fun with that. But uh, what was even funnier was the my ratings. Let me have a look because I've got them somewhere here. Uh, well, these are uh, they've been updated, <laughs> but uh, when we looked at it, I had, let me have a look, um, judging player ability, 15, I imagine from 100, judging player potential, 15, not a very good director of football, manager rating, 17.2, and yeah, so and so forth. Now, they've been updated, uh, I don't know if it was us having a laugh at it or what, uh, wage, uh, I think it was... £25 a year. Uh, judging player potential has gone to 15. Manager rating 26. Assistant rating 33. 30.3, sorry. Um, scout rating, that has always been my uh, biggest asset in in the football manager ga- game. Um, 42.8. So, you know, I've got a good eye for players, it seems. It was all good fun. But in the middle of the show, live... I, a football manager got in, t- in touch with us and uh, we started discussing the possibility of actually going and see them because, of course, it's always interesting to uh, to see how people operate, where they operate, and get to know more about something that has been so crucial in recent times for entertaining and uh, and also for, for football reasons. But then, uh, once I told the story to um, some of uh, the people I work with at Beagles United, including... 
uh, Giacomo Malamachi, who is the uh, the head of the women's teams, the uh, sec- technical secretary, we call it, of uh, of the women's teams, senior teams, and Dan Watkins, who is the head of youth. They were like, what? You're going to the offices of football manager? Uh, and it's like, yes. Oh, my God. As if it was the biggest thing ever in their lives. They are in the 30s. So they certainly are in awe of football manager because they played it a lot. Uh, in the case of uh, Giacomo, I think he's very, very interested about how he works, how the industry works. Anyway, the three of us are heading to East London, which is where the, um, the headquarters of football manager is. And we'll have lunch with the people there and we'll be told how it all works and a little bit, I hope, one or two secrets of uh, of the game itself. The dat- database, for instance, how do they accumulate that information? How many people are involved in that? A lot of questions. And I like to hear a lot of stories how, of how they grew. I'm fascinated about companies that go one way and then up another. Of course, this was called Championship Manager and uh, when they left the, the uh, company that produced them, uh, basically, they had to put it another name. They won that battle because championship managers disappeared, I think. Uh, football manager, of course, kept growing. There's all that. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we make a podcast out of it? I don't know if it'll be good enough for a podcast, but I'll be filming all day and let's see what comes out at the end of it. First, let's have some breakfast. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's lunch, early lunch, so it'll be something like Greek yogurt and some fruit, I think. Then I'll meet Dan uh, at the train station, and uh, later on, uh, along the journey, I will meet Giacomo as well, and we'll get to um, to the bottom of it. Let's see how Football Manager operates. Dan, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, right. Uh, now, do you know what ticket to get to get to London? I think so. I think we're all right with a travel card today. Travel card? Yeah. yeah so one of them. A travel card. All right, okay. Uh, now, you have to tell me, because when I first mentioned about going to see Football Manager, I can't remember if it was you saying, take me, or, <laughs> or the suggestion of it was like, yes, please, because you are a, a fan of, uh, of, the, of the game. I am, yeah. I've been playing it since, since I was a child, really. I remember first playing it and getting a, a championship manager when it was at the time, 0102 demo in a cereal box. Oh really? In a cereal box, yeah, and uh, and then yeah, getting hooked on that and playing that until my dad came home one day with a copy of Championship Manager 2003-2004, and so that was the first first sort of full game that I really got into, and yeah, just been a fan ever since. Really, buy it every year, um, play it as much as I can, as much as uh, it may annoy my family and, and, <laughs> and my partner, but but yeah, it's just a it's a really good sort of immersive game. You, you build your own sort of. Uh, build your own sort of world if you like and um, yeah it's a good it's a good opportunity to sort of get lost in something for a few hours and then uh, and then put it down and pick it up again the next day now it's very windy today uh, you're probably hearing that but you're talking hours hours a day what, what, what would be the average if you can yeah during, calculate during the week, it probably with, with my day job probably not playing it as much during the week as I used to when I was maybe a student um, yeah, now that train's gone. Yeah, a couple of hours a day um, at the weekend normally. Um, and yeah, you, you just lose yourself in it. It's brilliant. I love that that feeling of uh, the few times I played it. I'm not a regular at it, but you're absolutely right. You you live in a parallel world. In fact, you in a way are in a parallel world because I'm not sure you got many chances to actually talk to people about it because it's immersive in your own mind. Yeah. But do you 
I don't know. Is there like uh, football manager groups that you go to or people that you talk to about it? Not, not that I go to myself, but there are a couple of people at the club who play it. Um, ah. So Gaz Hunt, first team captain, he uh, he's an avid player, so he will share his updates with me in training during the week. And uh, Tom Ash, first team coach as well. I've seen him post on Twitter a few times that he's into it. But I mean, at the moment, you've got the benefit of being able to play it online as well. So I've got uh, I've got a game where I play with a, a friend I used to work with, Sam. Um, and we sort of play together when we can log on at the weekend and maybe get a couple of hours in. Uh, but, but then it's just as uh, it's just as immersive and just as uh, as a rewarding plan on your on your own sort of thing as well. So yeah, there are people I know that 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 we can talk about it. There's a massive community online. Um, I don't really take part in, but I like to watch your video here and there and listen to podcasts and that. So and going to the offices and getting a little bit of secrets of the database and stuff like that is yeah. that is that a good thing? I, I think so. I know that there, are, there are clubs out there that actually use the database for scouting. We're talking big clubs, you know, in the Premier League. So I think, yeah, getting an insight into into um, the database, how they put it together, and the work that goes on behind the scenes is, is you know, going to be a, a really good experience. A break in proceedings to tell you about my experience with Manscaped and their performance package. This thing is the real deal. The ultimate grooming package for a champion. Included is the greatest trimmer ever created, Low Moa 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your nose and air hair, liquid foundations plus a free travel bag and boxes. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code PUREFOOTBALL at manscaped.com. Get the perfect package for your package and be a champion. So what's that? You can't. You shouldn't be eating breakfast right now because at home you're not allowed. Yeah, I'm not allowed. I'm I'm barred from breakfast because I'm getting married in July and I'm I'm supposed to be on diet. So. But this is an almond croissant and a coffee. No, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you see how big is the almond croissant? It's a big almond croissant. It's a big one. Yes. Definitely. Giacomo, uh, hello, because I hadn't said hello, hello to you. So we're on our way to the headquarters of. Um, of the football manager game, like right at the, like at the, how do you say, the the, the, the center of that world. How does that feel? Uh, well, Sports Interactive, which is the company that produces mm. Football Manager, um, is one of the biggest name uh, that have only one product that is mainstream and still manages to release and make tons of sales. So, for someone that has been playing video games since uh, the 1987 for me it's uh, like going into Legoland yeah that um, Dana said something like that what was it uh, going to a, a in a toy shop going to a toy shop so um, I, I sense your excitement the both of you uh, I, I obviously haven't played the game so much but I understand the importance of uh, a football manager in, in the history of the game and the, the history of e-games as well. No, is it, do you call it e-game, this one? The, the, mm, there is no sort of e-sports related competition uh, regarding uh, football manager. Not yet, at least, because it's a different kind of environment. It's not really streamable. I mean, the, the point of the e-sports is like... Um, to bring a product that is enjoyable to be viewed from from an audience while football manager is a great game to play but not really fun to watch other people playing right i think i'm going to learn a lot today i'm going to learn a lot today 
so what do you expect to see or apparently we're gonna get into the you know when I was told that we will see the database and get to know imagine this place with like a massive iron doors and with like big people looking after it say right you can't come in I imagine that probably won't be like that but uh, <laughs> what what do you think uh, football manager has done a great job during the decades in collecting data from players and uh, initially that was done by amateurs people uh, collecting data from their local um, leagues I remember in 96 was one of the first edition of this football manager as we know there were managers, football managers games before but was from different companies and in 96 they released uh, the first um, international database uh, shared between the different ports from the different countries. There was the Italian one, there was the Premier League, of course, and at some point I hit, I, I hit my head against the Norway edition hmm. and I played like dozens of hours getting the names of the players. Of People in Norway were collecting and entering the data for the database. And now it has grown so much that they have professional sc scouts doing that job. I'm following a couple of um, uh, influencers uh, in Italy that they actually work as um, local for Italy mm -hmm. uh, scout managers. And uh, the amount of data they are collecting is amazing. And um, that the system improved so much that it's probably the most... Uh, um, the most reliable database for players compared to even football games football managers has the more extensive and uh, the best detailed database so is if you if you think about moneyball strategy a lot of clubs instead of paying uh, scouting systems like uh, Y Scout or um, Opta or those kind of big they use football manager database and they still do well because the database is so good and so detailed that it can be used for professional football as well and there was an amazing story of one football manager that was hired I don't remember which eastern country someone got the job because he sent a CV showing his football manager career and uh, he has received the possibility to do that on a second-tier football club in some Eastern, Eastern Europe country. And that was an amazing story. That I think we're going to hear a few of those stories of, uh, of people influencing the real world, if you like, coming from this parallel universe that, uh, that's football manager. Um, I've told Dan, but he knew. You know, Biggles United is in, the, uh, is in the game. I didn't know that. So there you are, we're in the game. They have, they have me as well as a, I think it was director of football, as a 39-year-old director of football two years ago. So I'm now a 41-year-old, I think, chairman in it. So they got the chairman bid right, not so much the age. Kieran, hello. Hello, hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, Welcome to uh, Sports Interactive, where, well, I was going to say where we make Football Manager, but 
Not at the moment. It's where we will make football manager when everybody comes back. You just together. moved here then? Yeah, we moved in over the course of lockdown and it's, um, it's been pretty much empty. No, don't go, in, don't go in yet. I'm seeing shirts here. Let's see. Yeah. Is that uh, oh, Pirlo? All 21 of Juventus. All supplied by company so at the moment you you kind of share time home and here or most people are working from home yeah yeah and then long term i don't think we'll ever go back to full time i think it'll be people will do a mixture have a look at the shirts on the back of people's desks <laughs> so what you get when you join this so that's the the club you support is the shirt your name and then the year you joined the studio so you can sort of generally work out how cool is there anybody who's not a football fan that works for you? Yeah, we've got a few non-football fans, but it's mostly you need to be. Yeah, obviously. Because it's, wow. kind of, it's the kind of job you do because you love the job. Yes. But it adds you know, that percentage of being football as well. I say no? football fans, football obsessives mostly. Yeah. You'll see this shirt here, for example. It's actually a uh, cricket shirt. Ah, Umer's, Pakistan. is not a football fan. So yeah. So we try to accommodate it with more shirts. More shirts, Gerard Piquet, oh, Bellerin. Shirts everywhere. Football manager, is that the teams that you should do um, that's, that's sponsor? The, they're all the same. That's all. That's uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Ah, Wimbledon. Three, three yeah. Shirts, yeah. Oh, very cool. We have sponsored others in the past, but just Wimbledon. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's one person play, uh, working there. This is the nearest centre. There's two. <laughs> there's two people uh, working there. David, and they're both here to see you. All right. Nice, nice to, to meet, meet you. Game. All right. Yeah, okay. Nice to meet you. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Nice to meet you. Let me say hello. David. All right, David. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Dan Giacomo. Dan and Giacomo are both big fans of the game, so I'd appreciate it if you didn't do anything to change that. <laughs> Very difficult by the sounds of it to, to change that perception. Should we get ourselves booked into a room somewhere? Yeah, or just yeah. checked into a room, which is that we don't need to book in anywhere, do we? And then um, can you bring a laptop to. Yeah, yeah. Yours, David, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Bring on that. Okay. Is it okay if I let it running, this? Or yeah, of course yeah? It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be. Recorded. Okay. <laughs> Come on through. I'll introduce you to the bosses. Can I ask you? I didn't know you were in. Yeah. Are you quick for lunch? Uh, I'm All right. Miles. Okay? Nice to see you. Are you okay? And Matt. Uh, Hi. Yeah. All right. Nice to meet you. Stan and Giacomo. Hi. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Right, that's just Hi. Dan. Yeah, nice to meet you. Dan, Thank you. Good to meet you. Uh, head of youth at the club and uh, right. Giacomo, technical secretary of the women's. Well, just go into the strikers room, I think, and we'll just sit down and look at the database and then we'll grab these two and uh, head out lunch time, yeah? Perfect. Okay. Excellent. All right. Nice to meet you. Thank you. You're one of the three people around, eh? Yeah. I mean, uh, look, this is my first time in the office this year. Is it, eh? So. Life has changed for all of us, isn't it? Yeah. And we, I mean, look, we've always had flexible working at the studio, so people come and go as they please. Um, at the moment, only 30 people are allowed in the office because yeah. our government is shit. <laughs> we're just doing things more sensibly, and you have a booking system if you want to come in, but we're getting 10, 12 people yeah. coming in each day. Because the numbers are still so high, and we have brains. Yeah, so I've got the impression uh, the pendulum is going that way because people think in a home, I'm fine, I can do the work. Little by little, we were. I'm starting thinking, but I need to be people. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to so, feed from people. Exactly. So that that part of thing, that side of things, really, really important, right? To actually see you. This year, we've just passed. There's a million people in the database because you never. Once you go into the database, you never leave. Yeah. 
So there's a million people, that's players, ex-players, staff, managers, coaches, physios, all sorts of people in there. But it's just past a million. And when that was made in Excel, and the way it was made is we've got just over, just about a hundred head researchers around the world, and each one would do their own little bit in access, and then they'd send it to us, and we'd yeah. glue them all together again. Ludicrous situation. We made three attempts, two previous attempts to get the whole thing online, and this time it's worked. We've got that proper online database now, so it can be effectively updated live, can't it? Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. And then you can basically access it from your phone, you can access it from laptops, anything. Any, you can just log in. On like in a library or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's for know, that's for you, so but also for the people that, that play yeah, it. Also, yeah, anybody. Yeah, and, anybody. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's uh, there's just over so I've got about a hundred head researchers, and below them we've got just over a thousand assistant researchers yeah, yeah, feeding yeah. into So the whole thing's like a pyramid mm. with these guys at the top. How many people do we have internally? It's eight now. Isn't it? Eight now, yeah. So yeah. eight people maybe, internally. Maybe, maybe nine from next month. And. I'm going to shut up in a second because my knowledge runs out very soon. But um, the whole thing is sort of self-policing because as well as the research being a pyramid, the actual players are in the pyramid there. So if we got some data in on a player and it was completely out of sync with where that player should be yeah. on the pyramid, it would show up immediately because right. everyone's within a range where they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Messi's up here and mm. David's down there. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, everything in between. So, so if a player, if we get like data in on a player and they're in the wrong, they appear wrong, they're either a genius that hasn't been yeah. spotted or the data's wrong and we, we get a credit. Yeah. So, right, can I shut up and leave it to you two guys? Can, can I ask you, the, the three of you, if you don't mind, for the purpose of the podcast, you say, I'm Kieran, I do this this no, job, no. and the, the, the two as well, uh, you as well. Yeah, I'm Kieran Brennan, I'm the head of communications for the studio. Um, David Tibble, I'm a research coordinator. I'm Ed Hewson, I'm the research QA lead. Thank you. Well, I think more important than just saying your thoughts as well, David, tell them how long you've been working on this database. So I've been working at SI for 10 years, I've been working in the research team for six, so I've been, I was, I was there through the transition from access and access to the uh, ORDB. Ed, you're quite a while here as well, aren't you? Yeah, uh, it's my sixth year at SI. Um, yeah, I started in QA and I'm still in QA. So, yeah. Yeah, we also both do assistant researchers' jobs as well, so I'm the assistant researcher for Huddersfield Town. So I do all the claim uh -huh. uh, data for that, and Ed is uh, ASC Wimbledon. Before you take us into the, the database, um, we were discussing now how you know the pandemic has changed this, and a lot of the work that um, me personally do, or by the sounds of it, Miles as well, it's, it's fed from being with people, yeah. and now that doesn't happen, so in terms of your work as well, yeah. do you miss that side of things? I mean, are you, are you not in touch with people face-to-face -face um, so much, I imagine? Get, get a bit more now, like obviously during the pandemic when it wasn't, it wasn't having email conversations or even Teams or Zooms, it's not the same when you don't get that same level of insight, that same level of camaraderie, so you wouldn't be able to missing out on sort of the youth games like so have to rely on YouTube streams for FA Youth Cup games or B team games whereas obviously you could go down to go to the ground to Huddersfield and play in Watford B team or something like you could normally go down have watch and you pick up a lot more finer details I found than you would do on on YouTube mm -hmm. watching a game on a stream it just has one angle um, so that's that sort of aspect of it but I sort of missed out on just picking up casual conversations and people always find a bit more open on a one-to-one -one base probably would be over a, a more formal setting like an email or a, a team's call, but that's just my uh, personal perspective. Yeah, I think it's happened to all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is this is a, a great opportunity to yeah. to be like we used to be, <laughs> mixing people and getting getting everybody's experience. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, usually sort of these things try to go through the different diff different areas of the database, really, and then if anything you want to ask in more detail, we'll happily try and yeah. try and explain. Really, I mean, it's still still sort of a bit. I'm, I'm still used to uh, access in terms of navigation, so <laughs> it probably, probably won't be as smooth as my. Uh, let's start with some of these in the news today. Yeah. Just let's start with a big player. So, Chris Harrison. Yeah. And. Um, just, just as a way to show the guys how the database is constructed. Yeah. I mean, Christian Eriksson's um, data in itself would yeah. be very interesting. But, but he's been confirmed yeah. today as a, as a yeah. Brentford yeah. player yeah. until the end of the season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the deal, no? Six months. Traffic Zoo is one of our... Uh, yeah. First, first yeah. player with uh, the, the internal underskin, the free bill yeah. That was the reason why he, he had to... Re to resign the contract with Inter, mm -hmm. Inter yeah. is not allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we had, we had to um, put some hard code. We don't, we don't have that set in data, like that sort of degree of, um, you know, which course quite quite a new thing as well, so it might be in the future, but we had to hard code that Italian clubs couldn't sign sign him because of the uh, different Yeah, I'd actually so just, just finished yeah. testing that as well, just to make sure that there were certain nations that he, that he wasn't able to join. Yeah, um, of course. And then, yeah, you know, lots of research has to go into that, what nations can and can't. Um, have uh, people with with a defibrillator as well. So yeah, it's pretty pretty tough going trying to trying to work out every single one that doesn't doesn't mm -hmm. have something like that as well. But yeah, so make sure we've got it sorted that England can happen. The chaps will know that what a database looks like. But explain what's different about this one. What's can and, and this is just the first screen, isn't it? Yeah, this, I mean, this yeah. is just uh, when you go to click on, this is the basic basic info overview. So it's just a lot of like biographical or basic information. So it's a first glance to have a look on the. On there, so like you just like the ID number, you got his name, date of birth, his ethnicity, skin type, weight, and then like that. so that's just the way you based off of Inter. But what that will use in game, if you know he's on that, it will give you an idea at least of what he's on, and the game can use that to determine what he should be asking for. Because if you had it blank, the game wouldn't really have a, a, a not understanding in terms of the, the weight he might offer. So, and then we basically sort of find players by that CA. Which is how could we fit out at this moment in time and their potential ability, which CA's current current yeah, ability. Yeah, um, potential ability for older players tends to be how they they could have been robbed and they maybe they maybe were. Um, PA is more used for sort of younger players to how good they can be. So we see sort of like a that's a potential 30, ability. A, a Thirty-three or like one hundred eighty PA might have one hundred twenty. Yeah, they're probably not going to reach that level. The level they were at at the peak of their career. Mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the highest CA in the database? Uh, that probably be Ronaldo and Messi. I can one one career like that, but normally Messi in yeah, there. Yeah, and they're they're up about one ninety. Yeah, what they're probably about one ninety five. So Ronaldo and Messi more or less the same. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're I'll, I'll go through the attributes. We'll show you how we differentiate in terms of the gameplay, but the CA just gives you. An overall number of their attributes combined to give you a score out of 200. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we can probably go on to that next. Really, probably most most, most interesting stuff is the uh, is the attributes. So, we sort of break up the attributes into technical, mental, physical, and then sort of mental traits rather than sort of attributes. So attributes are sort of. Yeah, it's not the same mental, the mental trait. So, yeah, so a, trait, a trait doesn't combine to create a CO or a PA. Um, so an attribute is part of a calculation, in essence. So they have a, a weighting to create an overall CA. So, um, if, if, if you look at the top next to CA, you've got 162, and then just in a little box to the right of it is 162 as well, which is the recommended CA. So uh -huh. all of the attributes below 
will calculate towards, so the technical mentors will calculate towards what we think this, this player should, should be in their current ability. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask a lot of stupid yeah. questions. Um, so the, the next one is, uh, so you're talking about mental uh, and, say, mental traits, things that are, are easily identifiable by a sports psychologist, for instance. Do you employ any? Well, we don't employ any sort of psychologist stuff. It's normally people's opinions when you see on a on a pitch. Sort of, uh, but I mean, the mental traits is kind of there. It's, it's guesswork. It's, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's informed guesswork, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah, exactly. everyone, who work, everyone who works as a head researcher and in turn everyone they employ as an assistant researcher is given a massive manual on yeah. how to do the job. How many? It's oh, the guidelines. The guidelines are. Which everybody reads page by page. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we we hope so. They sort of have to because things like you can't yeah. just guess what these mental traits are. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, take, we, take, we take a view. Like, yeah. you don't, if you don't know, it's pretty better left ended and just put in numbers to try and satisfy a, a criteria. Yeah, and, and that's also a big thing. You might see like um, we'll, we might we might look at some players later and they'll have nothing filled in, and then the game will sort of base that off the other the mental attributes or the mental traits and sort of fill it in in the game. So Automatically, so it will do yeah. it itself. Oh, yeah. wow. So uh, can, can I read the mental traits, or is that uh, too kind of private? Or no, 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 the guidelines for the mental traits. No, because yeah. you've got yeah. adaptability, yeah. ambition, controversy, ah, interesting. Determination, eccentricity. Who's got a three in oh, eccentricity? Yeah. That's, he's no, not very eccentric. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Dan. Is there anything you'd be interested to say? Um, I think I'd be quite interested. Do you, do you, do you, on this database, does that sort of show the data hub side of things as well? That was obviously a new addition to. Uh, no, no, that's, that's, that's more match right. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't yeah. Sort of really got the at the moment to, to put that level of detail on every single player performance and sort of that analytics side of this at this stage. It's, yeah, it's always something you, know, you want to improve upon and, and add. It's just a. Yeah. Fitting, fitting into the, sort of the, the roadmap is, uh, is, is difficult, but we can move on to... Excuse me, but what people's radio yeah. there, why is that mark in red? Is that because that's one that's, of the things we don't... No, it's just a type bar colour. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, we, yeah, so every club, we basically, so the type bar is sort of, the top is basically traditional club colours yeah. um, we use, so obviously red and blue isn't ideal, so we could probably change that. So we're looking at the stats of the uh, so, so of the first team. just the information of what we use for, like, so the information of the club with regards to just the name, where they play, um, what, what league they're in. Yeah, league yeah, they're in. Even though we don't support the league, we can still yeah. put them in. Founded in 1959. You can change that if you want. Yeah. 1959. 59. There you go. Yeah, you yeah, can live update this. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want we from the should we licensing players? With the licensing. Well, we have a. Uh, association with FIFPRO, and that covers us from almost the entire world. There's a mm -hmm. couple of exceptions, the most notable one being Brazil. It doesn't cover us for, so we can't include Brazilian players who play in Brazil. The stadium, yeah. the, uh, we gave the name to a charity. It's now called the Kitsch Hospice okay. Stadium. This is exciting. This is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Life of dating of the game. I'm sorry, how do you say Kitsch? Kilo, Echo, Echo, CH. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hospice. Hospice, the name of our care. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Named in tribute to the yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> it's grass for now, trying yeah. to buy a 4G pitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's always a good starting point for, for lower league sides to get a, 
well, it's probably better for playing football longer term, but also it's a good, good revenue stream as well. For there is no 4G pitch in the area, no. so well, if we get it together, I went, I went it'll be to great. I went to Biggles Way Town, so they could do a Biggles Way Town, and it helps to do the rivals, I'd say. Basic setup, but it's nice. That it's a nice, yeah, it's yeah, a nice. Let's, um, let's take a break here. Let's go to the pub. Have cool. a quick lunch, yeah. and we can come back to it. Yeah. Forgot to ask about Messi and Ronaldo before the pub. Yeah. Let's see what we get. Yeah, I can, I can, I can. Obviously, we can go through some of the queries that we use maybe to, uh, to sort to sort through players. So we're talking before yeah. about sort of say like the quality control side, the the basic ones. You know, we have sort of different methods. So. Approved, there was approval process as well to sort of try and some out. Then we also you can check the ranking of players and you can do it by attributes and stuff. We can go through some of that. Yeah. Interesting ones so, before you click on Messi. Yeah. You've got a player called Lionel Messi Niemcy as well, which I've nev- never never yeah. seen before. He plays in the French regional yeah. division. It's so, real. Yeah, just find, he's yeah. a real person. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, got CA one eight six, so it's gone down a bit. Um, but, uh, is he still the number one or is he? Yeah. Can, you know, to, so that's awesome. Again, do you know the story about Alex McLeish, his son? No. So you guys must know this. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm not sure how how how, how true this is before really? you say it, but okay. go on. You can say the story. Go on. Myth so, says that. Yeah. So apparently, um, he came to his, his son came to him one day to Alex McLeish, and when he was manager of Rangers, and said, oh, "I found." Player that I really think we should have a look at. Where'd you find it? I'm playing this this video game with the Championship Manager Football Manager yep. at the time. Lionel Messi. So apparently, the story is McLeish went to Barcelona and tried to get a loan deal or something along those lines. Yeah. I know the real story, but let's leave it as a myth. I like the myth much better than the real story because I've asked I've asked his dad about that. Yeah, but let's leave it as well, that, yeah, I like I it. I remember Alex McLeish came into the office. Like in the old, in the old street, we talked about it. So it was it was nondescript on the uh, the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just trying to find. I realised the crew had like thirty thousand results. I'm just trying to try and. Some of the personal abuse in it. Really yeah, while um, while I said the other really reminds me the editor that was including all the versions. Oh it yeah. Was yeah. an editor for with the record, some record versions. I remember maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven. Mm. Can't yeah. remember too much. Always playing a little bit with there. So I'm very works properly since we can any players all the ones above one seventy will give you the so yeah, so that's the most of Lewandowski's ever take. So Messi's third. So it's Messi's Messi's third. Lewandowski De Bruyne, Messi, Mbappé, Salah, Van Dijk, Van Dijk what, what, Neymar. Where's Ronaldo vanished too? Oh, there is. There is. What number is that? One seven four. So that would be top 20 in the world, I think. We're top yeah, so, so Ter Stegen ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo, oh my God! There'll be, there'll be yeah. many people can find. We always find like with the CAs, it gives you an overall number, but you need to get a true picture, you have to look into the, the attributes to get a fair reflection of the player. Um, Ooh, Benzema I mean, just below just Neymar. Just, I mean, the reality is, like, if you're looking at that 187, 186, it's not... Actually, there's really no difference, it's, it's the attributes in the game. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll model how they play in real life more often just taking that 187 and making them better than the 186. You know, it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we are. Sonny. It is. It's a lovely day in, in Stratford, in East yeah. London. The sun's out, it's a little bit cold. In the lock-in. Is it a real lock-in? 
Have uh, you tested that? We haven't tested it yet. There's there's a couple of pubs directly un- outside, underneath the office, which is pretty pretty useful for us. But um, haven't had to be here too late. Because in the um, in, in my experience, especially when I was in Liverpool, uh, the lock-ins. What happens after it locks in? Yeah, it's the most interesting thing that <laughs> happens in. To mankind, I think. <laughs> but give, given we've got a bar in the office as well, oh, okay. we can just go back up there. All right. I'm in the presence of legend, legendary status that you've got. You know that. Um, but having heard all the amount of work that goes in it, um, obviously, first of all, you must be really proud of having been part of this from very early on. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, really. I think I got involved when there was four of us, um, and I wasn't even in the office for the first eight years. I was at the studio, I had another job. We're now over 230 people working on the game. And, you know, plus, because if you can, the people... Oh, plus, plus the researchers around the world, you know, 1,300 researchers that are, that are built in as well, and the translators and the testers. You know, it's a huge global operation, which is still quite weird, because I still think of myself as a kid, and we're just friends making a game for ourselves that happens to do really well, but... You know the team. The team's grown. We're part of football now. You've seen the database today. Yeah, yeah. You know, over a million players and staff now in there. Um, although some some have retired. We don't like to get to get rid of those. But um, they become managers afterwards. Yeah, some of them do. <laughs> some of them become coaches. Um, I actually had a goalkeeping coach reach out to me today complaining about his stats. <laughs> um, how, that, how much uh, of that of, uh, of that you get? Um, quite a lot and it's actually quite good when we get it from the coaches because the coaches are always really they're a lot harder to research than the players the players when they turn around and, and say hey change my stats it's send me a video and we, we have this thing and it's become um, it's become known in football for people to not just reach out to us like that so the, the first person who did it was uh, was a young player at a Premier League club a few years ago um, about 10 years ago he said I'm faster than this other person and I just went right prove it and they filmed themselves at training <laughs> the next day having a race and he sent, sent me through the video but to be fair to him he did then turn around and go but uh, he's better at dribbling than me and you've got him better at dribbling actually the, the, uh, the origin of this conversation and this meeting is uh, us being in Five Live on the, on the EuroLeagues podcast and I should have thought that millions do that to you, but instead, no, I didn't think of that. I, I, I messaged you and, and Kieran saying, I'm hearing that I've got stats that says that I'm very bad with people. I'm very good with people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, I should have thought, actually, that this is not even funny anymore because there's been years of, of people trying to reach out to yeah, you. Yeah, but we're able to change it. But it, it's, not, it's not a case for being funny. In your case, yeah, fine. You know, we <laughs> hadn't filled in those data points. So you would have been different each time round, and we probably should have thought more about that. But when when it comes to the players, um, it's not just the players; it's the agents as well. Yeah. And we're we're on record that agents have tried to bribe us in the past, and we <laughs> right. just say no. Yeah. You know, an agent will turn around and go, "If you make this player better, it's ten grand in it for you because he'll get a better move." It's like, well, if the player plays better, then we'll up his stats in the game, yeah. and then he'll get a better move. So. You'll, you'll move next um, but yeah, in, in many ways it's in many ways it's odd how it's all happened but it's been pretty organic from finding out that people were using it with Andre Villas-Boas talking in an interview and he was um, Jose Mourinho's chief scout talking yeah. in an interview about how he was using it and because he's always been such a forward thinking person in the game 
other people then tried to copy him, so we ended up working with... Yeah, he was very very young helping him, very young as a coach. Probably he was three when he started playing the game, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, anyway, we, we got to order some food and okay, we can let, catch up a little bit. Just wanted to sense the, the kid in you and I, I sent it already. So. <laughs> Actually, I should have come... I should I come on another day because it's transfer deadline and uh, you're looking at it and seeing what happens. Yeah, what happens I mean, with which team in particular are you keeping an eye on? Well, the team that I, I support is Watford and I'm looking for our outs rather than our ins. I think most of our most of our business has been done. But it's more the players because um, when people are playing the game, when, when people are playing FM, they'll turn around to us and go, this will never happen in real life. And today we've had Christian Eriksen sign for Brentford. Mm -hmm. We might have Aaron Ramsey going to Rangers or he might choose another club. There's some quite strange... Oh, with my young signing for Barcelona uh, with zero wages or close to it. (laughs) Potentially, yeah. It's not not all agreed as yet. And we've got Spurs actually signing some players. Um, (laughs) Yeah, another miracle. Donny van der Beek, uh, Donny van der Beek, sorry. Um, Newcastle seem to be signing everyone. Mm. Um, not the huge names that they were talking about, but how are they going to put their squad numbers in unless they get rid of some players that's, before as well? That's so, the magic. So it's, it's always interesting, but it, it's also, it's a bit slow. Oh, Chelsea are loaning some players now. <laughs> Chelsea have... Tino Anjurin has returned from his loan spell at Lokomotiv Moscow and will spend the rest of the season at Huddersfield instead. But it's always, you know, transfer deadline day is always a really interesting day. And in times before COVID, I would actually try to spend it at a club. Ah, So I would be at the training ground with the club. That Um, gives you ideas? Yeah, absolutely. Like? So... But everything that happens in football gives us ideas, right? So we upgraded transfer deadline day this year, and that was partly based on what I saw, which is the ridiculous of transfer deadline day. Um, and some agents had even found out which club that I was at and would call offering players for that club and say, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get through to this person. I can't get through. You're there. Are you interested in signing this this player? Who I would sit there and go... Well, yes, but they don't fit into our formation. So maybe if you'd come to us at the start of January, then we might be interested because we could have reshaped the team. But today, who knows? And we'd then go and talk to the director of of football or the the CEO of the club and go, is there any interest? And it's like, the agent's calling us to say... Will you sign them so that he can then go to another club and say, if you don't yeah. sign them, he's going to go there? And you learn about those kinds of tricks. Mm-hmm. And fact, those do then flow through into the game. By the sense of it, Miles, you, you, you're in with, with a lot of clubs. That How, how close do you get to the decision-making uh, space, you know, in, 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 even in even the tactical talks of the of the coaches, and are you allowed that? And do you get something out of it? I've I've had access to those as well. Yeah, I mean, there's um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's because nothing ever leaks. All right, so everything everything I'll talk about today, I won't ever mention who the clubs are mm-hmm. or who the coaches are. Nothing ever leaks, and that has given us unrivaled access. So. Um, 
there are a few clubs around Europe that if I call them on a Tuesday night and say, can I be at training on the Wednesday morning, they will say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I will try and tie those into when they are having tactical meetings. Um, Because being in those meetings is fascinating on exactly what they're talking about, exactly what they're planning. Being in staff meetings as well. Being in player meetings. And I will just sit in the back. I won't say anything. I'll be making notes. And because nothing has ever leaked, clubs are comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. The the same way as... And I I always put pictures on on Twitter and, and LinkedIn whenever we're doing these, but we have a series of talks in the studio called The Foot Talks um, where we've had all kinds of, of head coaches, um, directors of football, scouts, um, assistant managers who, who work in the game. And I will interview them. And for the, for the, the English listeners, we'll, we'll hopefully get this reference, but it's in a Michael Parkinson style. It's not like Graham Norton. Uh-huh. It's... Um, really asking them quite deep questions about things that they've done and why they did those, but also concentrating on maybe some of the future features that we're working on in the game. Um, and people turn around and go, oh, this would be a brilliant podcast. And it's like, like when, when people see the guests that we have, it's like, yeah, it would be an absolutely incredible podcast, but it wouldn't. Yeah. It would be terrible because people wouldn't actually talk about the things that they do talk to us about in yeah. private, in public. So, you know, with people such as yourself and um, Fabrizio Romano, the, the reason why you've become so well linked into football is you know when something has to remain private and when you can talk about something. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and people trust you to be able to do that. So... I know from speaking to you that your knowledge, which is already huge when you're broadcasting about it, is so much bigger than that because of the conversations that you have about the things that you don't talk about. And it's exactly the same with What you do, yes. And it helps steer the game. Same as I'm sure, you know, you've got players and clubs that if you wanted to go and watch a training session, yes. you could call them and up. It's, and it's absolutely and useful. You could be talking to the manager. It's... I'd say it's more than useful. I'd say it's essential to yeah. what we do. We both do different things, but for the books that you're writing and for the um, for the broadcasting that you do, you have to have a deeper knowledge than the people that are sitting at home. In fact, uh, being at Beagles or United, for for instance, in which you have to take decisions and how decisions are made and the reaction of people has given me so much in into the mentality of the professionals as well. So, but. All that is done, like 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 becoming a UFAB coach or, or or the chairman of a football club, is down to curiosity. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got this hanger for to know things, and I've met you for the first time today. Obviously, we've spoken before uh, at a distance, and I see the same. I see the the curiosity. Okay, yes, I'm sure you learn a lot from doing those things, but you're also doing it because you just want to fed for, from from all these people and all these situations, no? So. I've always, ever since my second job, I've managed to turn my hobbies into my job. My first job was flipping burgers. That was never a hobby. But when I was flipping burgers, I was actually learning about customer support. I was learning about the prices. Would be the person turning around and going, why do you keep telling us to upsell milkshakes to people? Uh, Sorry, to upsell Coca-Cola to people rather than milkshakes. 
I mean, it's well, milkshakes we make about 15p, Coca-Cola we make about 60p. Uh-huh. So you sell a burger, as long as you're selling a Coke at the same time, we're happy because that's, that's where the profit's made. And learning about things like that has been good for my future. But my, my hobbies are music, computer games, football and movies. That's all right. And you made a I've worked in the music industry <laughs> for years. I've made a film. I'm BAFTA judge. And I make a computer game about football that means football is my job. Yeah. Um, so when, when you're lucky enough to be able to merge your hobbies into your job, you're not working. Mm. And yeah, I, I run a big company. I mean, you've, you've seen today, there's, mm. a, there's a lot of us who, who work on the game. Um, and it's become a global business. But it's the, the football side of things that keeps me going. But people will turn around and go, well, you know, you've made football games for so long, why not make a first-person shooter? And the reason I don't make a first-person shooter is it would be rubbish. In the same way as if you turn around to Stormzy and ask him to go and make a, a death metal record, it probably wouldn't be very good. He's the best at what he does. Uh-huh. And it's, obviously it's inspirational, the success that you've had. I find it even more inspirational the amount of stuff that you write on a Saturday, Sunday when you're not supposed to work, so everybody hates the Monday because there's big emails coming from you. You know that 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 passion, that that uh, love for what you do is is what inspires me. If if the game is great, it's because I've got an incredible team. If the game is crap, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, is the way that I see it, and. Therefore, every time I'm playing the game and I'm finding things that that I think are good, not great, or sometimes things that aren't good, um, that then has to start a discussion. So yeah, I'll make notes and I'll send them through, um, send them through to the QA team, who will take a look, and then discussions will be had, and there are meetings every week about features that we're working on. Um, and there was a time when I would be ridiculously hands-on on absolutely everything, and um, and I'm still probably more hands-on than some of the team would like. But I have to be, I have to be across it all. And you have to be present. No? It's it's been my life's work. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've I've been doing I've been doing this for I've been involved for 28 years now. Um, and the idea is to deliver the best value for money game on the planet. Because I've done those jobs that I haven't enjoyed. I've, I've flipped burgers. Um, you and I are both really lucky. We love our jobs, mm-hmm. right? Um, 90% plus of the people in the world don't. They do their job to earn money, to be able to eat. They work really hard for the £40 that they spend on our game, on our work. We want to give them the best value for money entertainment on the planet. So at any time I see something in the game that makes you remember it's a game, we want to fix that. And we call that the suspension of disbelief. And we equate that, we're not comparing ourselves to these, but we equate it to the Marvel Universe and the Star Wars Universe, where those are fictional characters, but everything has to be canon. 
Um, that the Marvel um, Infinity War series is one of the greatest feats in cinematic history. I don't care what the old school film directors say about, oh, you know, they're not real films. It was genius, the way that those 20-plus films all ended up in a place where when you're watching that final film and all of a sudden you realise why the Ant-Man films were important and why that scene was there in the Ant-Man film, it was utter, utter, utter genius. We're trying to do the same thing with, with FM, that everything is believable when you are in that world and part of that world. Star Wars and Marvel are doing it with a few thousand characters. We're doing it with a few hundred thousand characters that exist in the real world. Then adding thousands more fictional characters each year who also have to be believable. So that when you are playing our game, you are able to escape from the real world and for those few hours that you're playing, you really are the manager of Halifax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the sounds of it, with Giacomo and Dan being good examples, that uh, you certainly get that. They, 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 they go to another planet in their minds. Last question, and before we do the selfie as well. Um, in 10 years' time, uh, what does FM look like? What, where are you? So I work in um, three-year cycles rather than 10-year cycles. So um, we're pretty close to finalising the feature set from FM, for FM23. We'll then be working on, uh, on certain chunks of the feature set for 24 and bits for future games after that as well. I think um, in 10 years, I, I would hope that the match engine is going to look, look better than it does now. And people will turn around and say, you know, why aren't your graphics like FIFA's or Pez's? No interest in them being like those games. I want it to be that when you are watching from certain camera angles that are far away, it looks exactly like a game of football would mm -hmm. look. I'm not interested in whether the players' faces look identical. It's whether the football looks right or not. So that will take animation work and, um, and engine work. It's actually the technology under the hood um, rather, than, rather than necessarily the stuff above it. Um, women's football will be in the game and it will be seamless in that... Um, you will be able to move from men's, women, from men's football to women's football and vice versa um, without us even talking about men's and women's football because it's one game and one sport. Mm -hmm. Okay, So um, that's absolutely essential. We've, we're working on that at the moment. I did a very lengthy blog about that. It's a huge cost because when you have more words than the Bible and you're trying to translate that into 19 languages and you actually have to change everything from he to she, it's easy in English. Uh -huh. Try doing the same thing in Russian, it's not so easy. Um, so that will be a big part of it as well. Um, there will be, um, the football world's going to change a lot in the next 10 years, right? So the game will change with it as well. Um, I think there are a few, a few areas where we're, where we're still lacking. Um, things like groups of clubs. Um, so trying to replicate what City Group are doing, um, even what we have at Watford, have got a very basic setup for that side of things, so that needs to improve. But it will be 
more realism, um, more control for the player, but also more usable. Um, and as an example of the usability side of things, we've added XG to the game and various other stats that are part of the data hub. And they are there for the the more hardcore football fan, for those that are into that kind of stuff in real life. How can we make those kinds of data points snackable in a way that the more casual football fan will understand them and once we've worked out a way to do that and introduce it to the game if it goes the same way as other things that we've done in, in that way you're going to see it becoming even more part of football and more part of the mainstream of mm -hmm. football um, and that's something that we love to do and you send him still emails on a Sunday? Yeah, time? so, so the, email, the emails, it, it tends to be for six months of the year, and then I give everyone a little bit of rest. Ah, right. But, um, but on, a, on a Monday morning, there will be um, emails that are six, seven, eight pages of things that just didn't feel right. Um, in the game and it, it's it's always really hard for people because I want to sit there and go the game's brilliant you know there are a million things that are absolutely fantastic and here are 20 things that weren't quite right um, and during the iteration phase of the game which tends to be historically it tended to start in June, July it's now going to be starting in March and April which is great for me up until kind of October time when you're still if, if I was in a position where I've still got six pages of notes going in October, we'd really be panicking. So hopefully it's a little bit less then. And there are also some things that I'll hold back that we'll then be looking at for the January update or features that we're not going to have time to do properly. So let's wait for those for next year. But that's one of the reasons why we've got a database with over 6,000 features in it that we haven't got to yet. Because it's not just me that does that. Other members of the team, it's... Um, our testers around the world it's our researchers around the world um, and it's footballers, we have two and a half thousand footballers who help us test the game mm -hmm. and people who work in football um, and again we don't leak that we don't tell you who those are either because they might have commercial deals with other with other companies, if they want to talk about it, great um, but that really gives us a good a good insight as well when when you see the players are playing it when you're getting messages from players going hey can you sort me out four copies for these four players because they saw us playing it on the coach today going to the away game and they want to get involved as well so yeah as long as they give us feedback mm -hmm. that's fine definitely the last one so you say six months you're ready to be more relaxed what do you do oh for the six months when I'm more relaxed I'm, I'm normally concentrating on the next game and oh no I thought you were going to say like I don't know yeah, I'm, I'm building a to buy a club or to uh... no look the, the, the <laughs> way the way that I relax um, is cooking right I love to cook I've got a little cooking blog out there for, for people who can't cook and want to make great meals in, in ten minutes I'll my, be looking into that then my, my stop cooking <laughs> Um, but look, you know that I do a lot of stuff in football as well. It's not it's not stuff that I necessarily talk about. That's that doesn't happen on Sundays. That happens most evenings. Um, and I'm very fortunate that 
to be in the position where I know a lot of people in football and um, some of them value my opinion, which for a little shit from Watford is is pretty good going. That's what it was. Um, we, 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 you are after all these years, knowledge has been accumulated, and uh, and I, I think we've seen witness of 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 what that creates, and it's huge, and it's uh, it's very rewarding, and 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 I can see that you have got people around you working that have got the same passion as you, which is unique. Absolutely, that's you know it's it's the number one important thing. Not everyone at the studio is a football fan. But they have to be passionate in the area that they're passionate in. Mm-hmm. So if someone's working on some back-end code, they don't need to be a big football fan, but they need to be passionate about making that the best back, uh, you know, back-end code that they can possibly make. Um, so that passion runs throughout, and it's definitely a studio that's driven driven by passion. Um, and you know, it's a big part of our of our studio values that anyone can see before they join us. They can see what the values are to us and um, the agility to be able to change quickly, um, the passion, the determine, determination to be the best that you can possibly do uh, be, but also trying to see the bigger picture and making the world a better place as well. And we lost sight of that a little bit when it came to women's football. I mean, I was talking when I was being asked about it and I was saying, you know, when there are half a dozen leagues around, women's leagues around the world that have attendances like the championship, then there'll be a market big enough for it, was the answer for a while. And then there was an epiphany at one point and went, it's never going to get there unless people like us put our money where our mouth is and actually help promote it to get it to that point. Um... And we've been very lucky to be able to do that in exactly the same way as you're doing with Bigglesweight. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way of finishing it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Miles, for letting us enter the inner sanctum of uh, football manager. <laughs> so, what was that like for you two? Wow. Such a big company, such a big ethos, such um, far sighted ideas. They were they were well in advance of their time in everything they did. Yeah. And right now there seems to be a lot of passion running through the company. Everybody seems seems to uh, given that extra that uh, is required for these kind of things to to go where they got to. And leadership as well. Leadership is strong, isn't it? Yeah. Miles. You, you get you get that impression that it's a very inclusive culture they've got going on. Mm-hmm. In terms of Miles is the head honcho, top dog, and he just wanders around the office just like he's anyone really doesn't he you know I was impressed by the uh, email that he sent on a Sunday yeah sometimes with a lot of pages in it um, so I hope you enjoyed it absolutely absolutely we clearly have gone outside now and the wind is um, is pushing us around time to go home <laughs>